Roxo Media House. From the Flying T Studio at Roxo Media House, this is Frogs Today. Former frog great and newest member of the Frogs Today family, Marshall Newhouse. Beach volleyball freshman, Lena Camille. Plus insight from the TCU coaches and players. And now, here's your host, the voice of the TCU Horned Frogs, Brian Estridge. Welcome in now to the Wednesday edition of Frogs Today. It's a new lineup, if you will. Monday nights, of course, is Dissecting the Frogs with head coach David Bowden. Tuesdays, the Sunny Dyke Show. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of every week, we'll bring you Frogs Today. This Friday night, by the way, we'll be broadcasting live at 7 o'clock from Lot 12. Got a men's basketball reunion in town. We're looking forward to being with Coach Dixon and some former players. That'll happen on Friday. Tonight, though, what a great lineup we've got. Lena Camille's going to join us here shortly. She's a member of the Beach Volleyball Program with an amazing story that you're going to want to stick around for. All right? That's coming up here shortly. Plus, we're going to get the latest from Coach Sonny Dykes and some players from the uh, press conferences that have taken place this week coming out of the Colorado win leading into the Tarleton game coming up on Saturday. That's all coming up here very shortly on Frogs Today. But right now, it is our honor to bring in one of the greats. And I'm talking great player, but better guy. Marshall Newhouse, the former Horn Frog, joins us right now via Zoom from Austin. Marshall, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. How are you? I'm doing great. It is great to see your face because we've got a major announcement here at Frogs today. Marshall is going to be joining our team for our pregame and postgame shows prior to and after home games. It cranks up this week against Tarleton on Saturday night. Marshall, I want to say a big thank you for agreeing to join our team. Uh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate the offer, and I'm just I'm following the, the coattails of the great, so you guys will lead and I'll follow. Well, I tell you what's going to happen is we're going to be following a, what looks like a pretty good football team here to start. The win at Colorado last Saturday night, I thought sort of set the tone for the season. I know you had a chance to, to glance at that. What were your takeaways real quick from that one? Well, yeah, I mean, I think everyone uh, was was op optimistic, but we were all just wondering what the team would look like. There's just been a, you know, the unspoken of, just kidding, um, turnover, and everyone's just curious what the culture will look like, what the, the tempo, the attitude, and I think we got a good glimpse into the kind of players, the kind of team that Sonny Dykes is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, yield on, on Saturdays, and uh, I liked what I saw. It was guys are flying around. They look passionate. They looked uh, – like they're playing for each other, and that's a good start. And I, and I know you, you had to like that offensive line, especially in the second half, the way they really dominated, able to run the football against Colorado. Absolutely. As, as the games goes on, you, you kind of see if Lyman can start leaning on a, a defensive front, and that, that directly correlates to running back success, offensive success, and then team success. Your, your decade in the NFL, and I can, I can run through the teams. You probably can do it by heart. I have to look at it. Packers, Bengals, Giants, Raiders, Bills, Panthers, Saints, Patriots, Titans. Did I get everybody? There you go. Got it. Uh, your, your decade in the league, you saw injuries play a role. You saw it play a part. You lose Chandler Morris, but boy, is it a real luxury to have a guy like Max Duggan who comes right in. You know, they run the QB run to get him warmed up. Uh, and then and then led that team in the second half. That's a real luxury for a team to have a, a two signal callers, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you're looking at a new college landscape where you had, you know, 50 new starting quarterbacks who are in the transfer portal, and the luxury of having a guy who's got as many starts as Max Duggan does, who's sitting there as your backup, 
He's taken reps in camp. Um, he's led his team to victories already to come in and just pick up without a beat. So um, that's going to be a, a big help for us. And then you saw even our third string quarterback that I'm not sure everyone knew about uh, come in and looks like we are capable on three different levels at quarterback. And that is an absolute luxury. Yeah, to have guys like that, Sam Jackson, as you mentioned, comes in, uh, had the big run. All right, give me your perspective on what you saw defensively out of Joe Gillespie's defense. Here he comes in as a D coordinator, changes the system a little bit over what we've seen in years past here at TCU. 3-3-5, one of the things they've emphasized is playing fast, get the calls in a little bit quicker, letting guys react to it. I tell you, I thought the linebackers played really good in this game. They were, they were, they were fast. They were side to side. They were filling the holes. Um, this three, three, five is new for me. It's new for a lot of people. It's a little bit more versatile. Um, it's a little bit different than what we're used to. Um, it's, it's going to provide a lot of versatility, a lot of, uh, ways to slow down a lot of these high flying attacks. Um, but you have one less defensive lineman on the field. So we're going to have to adjust to what teams throw at us as far as personnel packages. Um, but I'm excited. We've got a senior leadership at, at every level of the defense. I mean, even down to uh, viewing how the defense of guys got their calls from the sideline. They usually yeah. are getting, you know, in the old scheme, they're getting three different calls from the linemen to linebackers to the, the DBs. And so now they're all kind of working as one. So that's going to take some time to be cohesive, but they looked um, stout. I think it's just a whole different philosophy, but I think it'll allow us to uh, definitely, you know, compete uh, in Big 12 and then beyond and give us versatility. Well, Marshall's going to be joining us pre- and post-game now, starting up this Saturday against Tarleton. You can see him here at Frogs Today, frogstoday.com. I, I want to do one thing before we get out of here, Marshall. I want to brag on you. I want to brag on your entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, give folks an idea of, of – and you don't have to get too specific, but what all's going on in your world because it is a, a whirlwind around you for sure, man. I mean, whirlwind, sure, but I, it's, it's, it's one that I invited on myself, uh, you know, I got fortunate enough to, to meet some mentors in my NFL days uh, across, you know, a bunch of different asset classes, both real estate and from uh, startup world. And I've made some investments and that allows me to kind of be involved um, from a business perspective. I've learned a lot and have a lot more to learn. So those things that are kind of ongoing for me. So I'm excited for the opportunity to do more and commit more time to those things. Uh, but uh, football is always going to be creeping its, its head in, in, into my life. Um, and I'm excited to be here with Frogs today. All right, brother. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. You're one of the good ones, man. Maybe even bring your folks around, too. We'd love, for, love oh, to see man, them as wait. well. I can't wait. I know. All right. There he goes. Marshall Newhouse joining us via Zoom here today. You'll see more of him coming up on Saturday. So Frogs get set for Tarleton. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Sonny Dykes' press conference highlights, plus players and coaches from the week. We'll get into that coming up. But first, Lena Camille's going to join us. She's a member of the beach volleyball team here at TC with a great story. Stick around. It happens next on Frogs Today. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. 
Dave's Hot Chicken is a cult favorite and now has two locations in Fort Worth, Bryant Irvin Road on I-20 and Berry Street at TCU, both owned and operated by Horned Frogs. Mention the Frogs Today Show and get 10% off anytime and order online at daveshotchicken.com. Welcome back into Frogs Today to the Flying Tea Club Studios. We promised you this was going to be a great conversation. First off, we'd like to welcome to our studios for the first time, Lena Camille. How are you, Lena? I'm fine, thank you. Good, glad thank you're you. here with us. Yes, me too. Yeah, and Hector Gutierrez, you know him, the uh, beach volleyball coach here at TCU. How are you doing, brother? Good, are you? Yeah, thanks for shaving. Yeah, right. That's what I said. I, I know. needed to shave. Yeah, I mean, come time. on. <laughs> Next time. Next time. No, it's, it's a cool look. I like it, man. I, I like it. We wanted to get Lena on with us because, Lena, you got a great story. One, we're glad you're here in Fort Worth and glad you're at TCU. Thank you. But you came from Ukraine, yes. right? So how long have you been here in Texas? I've been here since um, August 14. Okay. I think around three weeks. Around three weeks you've been in Texas. What do you think so far? This is awesome. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. This, this, um, this um, big difference mm -hmm. between Ukraine and America, because I've never been here before. It's my first time. And it's really awesome. Yeah? Yes. Do you have any cowboy boots yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet? <laughs> but I hope later. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's make sure they're on the list. All right, uh, Lena, I want to do, uh, tell us what's happening in your home country right now, because we've had a chance to talk. I, I was telling you earlier, we have a, a former basketball player, Ed Ruskus, who's doing some work in that country to try to try to help uh, with, the, um, with the effort with refugees and things like that. Tell us what's happening in your country right now. Um, I... I think, as you know, uh, it's happened like the war between Russia and Ukraine. But I'm lucky because um, 20, 23 February, I left my country right before, six hours before the war started. Wow. Yep. Because we had a training camp in Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. Like it uh, was supposed to be from, um, from 23 February to March, uh, 10 days, like okay. 3 or 4th March. And... Um, I've been in Czech Republic for six months and it's, it's really terrible because I feel so devastating to not be able to do something and I just, I just can uh, check the news, you know, and praying every day for my country, for my family. Do you have family still in Ukraine? Yes, my family in Ukraine and they are safe. They are safe? Yes. That's, that's great. So you, you end up in the Czech Republic. How did you end up here in Texas and at TCU? What happened? <laughs> okay, how, what, th that process of going from Czech Republic oh, okay. to TCU, uh, how, how did you, uh, how did that work? Uh, you're asking about my documents, my... Well, no, no, just, uh, like, did you discover her? Did you know she, yeah. was she looking for a school to go to, or? Well, I saw her playing, like, a couple of years ago, and, and, of course, when she went to the World Champs, I contacted her. And, and I was talking to her about if she would be interested in the opportunity to come here. And, um, and she said yes. So at that moment, she was living in Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we we started in touch. And, and it wasn't easy, though, because she, yeah. <laughs> her coaches uh, weren't dealing to let her come, you know? Oh. Yeah, it was like, like old mentality. Coaches are like bo both... Um, a little bit older, so I think it was one of the things that they didn't see through the future of the player. They just wanted 
to have the team for their own right. because they were doing so well. Right. And I don't blame him for that, you know, but um, it was a hard process, especially for her, what she's saying. She's away from home. She's 19. She's Her dream is to come to the U.S. and study and, and keep playing. And someone is not letting you do it. Yeah. And, and one of the issues were that um, at the end, uh, doing all the paperwork and visas, her coach uh, retained her passport. Oh, wow. Yeah. They took the password away and who's saying, I'm not going to give it to you for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. So we didn't know like how that, that's going to end up because and she talked to him and said, hey, you need to give me my password. It's mine. I will call the police and all this yeah. stuff. And he didn't want to give up. Yeah, it was it was really stressful. I feel so bad for her because, <laughs> you know, I'm talking to her here and say, hey, that's that's not legal. Like, right. You, you can't do that. And she... But, you know, like, I think she got a strong conversation with him and, and someone from from her federation called the coach, too, and, and or for the embassy. I don't, yeah. we don't really, because she talked to the embassy well. Oh, good. Yeah, because she needed to do all the paperwork in Czech Republic, so she talked to the Ukraine embassy. And um, and I think, we don't know, but they may call him and say, hey, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up giving her a passport. So you got the passport. Yep. You were able to come just to uh, Texas. Yes. Did you come here knowing anyone? Do you have any friends? No. No one. <laughs> no one. You yeah, knew no, no one. But I met uh, Dani and Tanya Alvarez and Moreno. Yeah. They also um, playing for uh, TCU. Right. And I met them uh, two years ago. Yes. And I think I know only these girls, and that's all. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. helped. Yeah. Yeah. Having at least you've met them. Yep. So that 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 helped a little. So the process was late though, right? This is yes, August. Really that, late. That that's that's late. Yeah. And so how did you like? How did you have find a spot? How do you, how do you? Well, we we got the spot, but um, the the financial piece was the worst. Right. You know, like to go around it because of course, like, you know, she comes from such a bad situation sure. that uh, but we we're lucky enough that TCU were like willing to help yeah. you know and, and make it and make it happen so I talked to Jeremiah I talked to Gretchen and I explained the situation that uh, we needed it because in the beginning and I told her the same in the beginning when I talked to her it was like hey she's a great player mm-hmm. we need you here yeah but as you know we talked more and, and knew more of the situation it became more like we need to help her. Yeah, you know, regardless. A, it became yeah. personal yes. at that yeah. point. It did. Yeah. So I talked to Jeremiah and Gretchen about it, and um, and they were all in. They say, okay, let's help her out, you know. Right. And if, if you think it's uh, besides a good a good fit, but the girl needs help, we're gonna help. So you know, the school came all, all in, and that was she's here because it's true. It was really late, and uh, we were kind of skeptical a little bit of the visa would be on, in, in time. I told her like, hey. They might decline it because it's so late. We don't right. know. Let's do it as soon as possible. So it was like really stressful, like you know, uh, events for her yeah. because the coaches didn't want to. They, right. We didn't know, but we, as I said, with the help of the school, thank God it was it was great. We, we couldn't make it work. And and all is good now, right? Yes. All now, all is good. Now yeah. How, how's the uh, how's the volleyball here? Do you like it? Yes, I like yeah. it. You yes, like the di- team? Yeah, yes, it's different because in Ukraine, like, uh, there was like my partner and me and two coaches, and that's it. And here is big team, twenty-five girls. Right. Yes, <laughs> and it's like one team always. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. 
Yes. You like it? Yes, I like Good. it. How do you like your coach? He's an awesome coach. <laughs> <laughs> he, is all, he is awesome. How do you like the food? I'm, I'm getting used. I'm still, yeah. I'm still getting used. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's uh, hard because right. it's different. Yeah, and when I was in Ukraine, I heard that food in America, like, so fat, more sugar, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, and when I look at the food, I, I always think, maybe this, no, this better, no? <laughs> right. Okay, can, you, can you give me some advice for food? Yes, I'm still getting used, but good. it's getting better. Good, yeah. good, good, good. So I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. Do you know what you're going to study? Uh, business. Business? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Super. Well, we're glad you're here in the United States. Yeah, me and too. and uh, we're, we're glad TCU was able to help. Oh, we're yeah. glad you got a great coach, too. You, know, <laughs> you do have yeah. a great coach. Yes. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Good to Thank see you. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Thank you for your time. Always a pleasure. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we've got uh, Sonny Dykes in his own words uh, as the Frogs turn their attention to Tarleton on Saturday, plus a couple of players that will stop by the media interview room as well. And Frogs Today continues after this. Texas-based Happy Water offers the best-tasting, sugar-free kids' drink ever made. Happy Water comes in four delicious flavors that you can find at local retailers and on Amazon. Each pouch contains zero grams of sugar, zero calories, and zero percent juice. Head to happydrinks.com for more information and to purchase Happy Water. That's H-A-P-I drinks.com. Live happy. Be happy. Drink happy. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Welcome back into the Flying Tea Club studios. Time to focus now on the Frogs and the Tarleton Texans coming up. Tomorrow's show, by the way, that'll be our primary focus. And then Friday night, we'll be live from Lot 12 of the basketball reunion. So Jamie Dixon and his friends will be with us on Friday. Right now, though, a quick hit and kind of get you up to speed on where things are with this team right now as they get ready for Tarleton on Saturday night. In their own words, let's hear from Sonny Dykes, his two coordinators, Garrett Riley and Joe Gillespie, and the new starting quarterback of the Horned Frogs for this year, Max Duggan, right now. I think just being out there with the guys and, and being able to help lead this offense, you know, put some points up on the board, help us win, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, again, like I said, whatever role that is that, that you have on Saturdays, you got to do it to the best of your ability. And that's my role this weekend, so just trying to help, you know, lead the offense when I'm out there. Freshman year was a little reactionary, kind of maybe scared, didn't know, really know what was going on out there. But I think just, yeah, maturing in that, that aspect of understanding, you know, how to play the position, how to lead guys, um, how to play in big-time environments um, and get the job done. So, yeah, obviously watching them, um, they fly around. They got some good players on their team, obviously, um, on all levels. Coaching staff has been a lot of places, um, a lot of big-time places and for a while, so they know what they're doing. So we just got to focus on us, do our job, uh, make sure that we execute and, you know, don't let them dictate what we do, so. I think just starting faster in the first half, just kind of coming out there and, and kind of getting into a flow, into a rhythm a little bit earlier. I think you kind of saw that um, beginning of the second half of guys kind of getting back into the game. And um, don't know if it's just because it's the first half of the first game, but just starting starting quicker, kind of getting into that rhythm and flow of the game and, and letting our playmakers go do their thing out there. 
Yeah, it's really exciting. Obviously, um, there's a lot of excitement around the program, and I think a lot of Frog fans are are looking forward to it. Um, obviously, you know, we're trying to go out there, put out um, a good product for them. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, a lot of people show up and uh, help us out. Yeah, I think that's that's really everything. Obviously, growing up as a coach's kid, um, you get kind of harped on that by my dad of of what a good teammate is, what a good leader is, and understanding that, you know, this is the greatest game ever, and it's a, it's a team game. You know, if you want to, you know, go play golf and be by yourself, go do it. But it's a team game, and I think that's what – makes this sport, you know, the greatest thing ever is the camaraderie, um, being around the guys and just helping each other out and understanding that, you know, there's things that are a lot bigger than yourself and that's helping out the team. Yeah, obviously and injuries are, you know, the worst thing in, in a sport. So things things of that happen that are that are out of your control. I think um just it sucks, but you know, you gotta understand that the things that you can control, um, you gotta make sure that, you know, you're you're doing the best of what that is, you know, whether that's rehab you know, helping guys out, being in the film film room, things of that sort, things that you can control um, that um, you need to focus on. There's other things, you know, with an injury that you can't control or out of your um, hands. So just making sure that you do the things that, you know, are in your circle that you can ha handle. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's kind of a reality check, um, you know, looking back on it, you know, the game, you know, maybe getting taken away from you, you're not being able to play. And I think that just helps put in the reality of, of how, you know, fortunate I am to be around these guys around these coaches, you know, in this university, I think just kind of thinking back on it, I'm in a really lucky spot. I've been really fortunate um, to be in this position in my life. Yeah, it makes um, my job a lot easier. Obviously, if you get to hand the ball to all those guys, um, they all have their strengths. Um, they all kind of bring a different element to the to the room. But I think every time they get in there, I have confidence in every single one of them that um, they're going to do their job. They're going to be um, in the right spot. And obviously, they all have that ability to to make that big play and be playmakers and kind of change the game. So it's a uh, Really fortunate to have them. To a win, you know, start the season with a win, I guess. Um, was impressed with kind of how we handled a little bit of a unique situation just with the, the late start time, um, the weather delay, you know, just all the kind of stuff, having to sit around really on a Friday, which is a little bit more difficult normally than waiting that long on a Saturday just because of um, there wasn't any college football or anything on to – you know, to watch. So just impressed with the maturity and the way those guys handled that situation. Um, you know, like I said, we were up seven, six at halftime and I don't think anybody really felt great about the way we had played, but nobody blinked in the locker room. Nobody panicked. Uh, we just sat in there and regrouped a little bit and came out and got off to a better start in the second half and got settled in and, uh, and certainly played better. Um, you know, in the second half. And I think that's the way we anticipated playing. Um, you know, offensively, the first half, we just did some uncharacteristic things. We haven't really practiced that well in fall camp. We missed some throws. We ran the wrong route. We were just not in sync. Um, and, you know, I was surprised just because that had not been something that I had seen from this team leading up to, to that performance. So I think it was probably some pregame jitters, maybe mixed in with a little bit of um, – you know, just having to do it for the first time. Uh, so once everybody got settled in, I thought we started played better in the second half on offense, and was really impressed overall, really for the for all four quarters how how we played defensively. Um, thought we played really hard. Thought we ran to the ball well. Uh, thought we tackled really well, particularly for the first game. Um, so it was a good starting point, and a lot of things we can improve on and work on from here. Obviously, Darius is 
punt return for a touchdown was a big part of the game. I think it settled everybody in a little bit. And um, but overall, it was a good performance. Hard to win on the road, you know, hard to win, uh, particularly against a Power Five team on the road and with a late start and a rain delay and altitude and all the stuff that that people can kind of get sidetracked on. That didn't seem to bother us too bad. So it was was impressed uh, with the way again our guys handled it. Yeah, so Chandler won't play this week. Um, and then I think after that, it'll kind of be week to week. Um, you know, he's got a sprained knee, uh, not uh, not severely sprained, uh, but it's one of those deals we'll immobilize him for a couple of days is my guess. And then, uh, you know, try to get out any kind of swelling or anything he's got that way. And then, It'll be basically strengthening and kind of getting back to, to normal. So won't play this week. And, you know, fortunately, we have an open week next week and we'll kind of reevaluate it and see where we are. Yeah, we'll, we'll always evaluate. I mean, my guess is it will be, uh, but we'll see, you know, we'll see how the week goes. And then the same thing kind of at every position, really, we'll just see who practices the best. And then that'll be the guy that starts. But my my I mean, if you're asking me what I think, I think Max will probably start. Um, but I would imagine Sam will play. Uh, we felt like, especially with Chandler getting hurt the other night, that we needed to play Sam, uh, you know, get him some reps in that game just in case something happened to Max. And, and so that way of thinking will continue as we move along. You know, you just want to make sure that you have some experience at that position and somebody that's played and has played in some meaningful snaps. And so, uh, We'll see how practice goes this week, but that's my guess. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think we'll play. We'll we'll play a lot of guys. I mean, I think that's our intent is to play um, as many guys as we think can help us win. You know what I mean? I think that's the 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 big thing is if you can play, you know, three players at a position, and instead of one guy playing, you know, thirty snaps, uh, or excuse me, one guy playing ninety snaps, you can have three play thirty. That's a significant difference uh, just in terms of how fresh they are. Uh, the likelihood of them not getting injured is significant. You know, when typically when you look at injuries, they usually happen because it's uh, worn down or late in the game, that type of thing. And so our thing's always been, look, let's play as many guys as we think can help us. And, and it's going to help us stay healthy. It's going to help us stay fresh and, and hopefully, you know, when the guys get in, they realize, okay, look, I may only get 20 snaps. I'm going to go as hard as I can all 20 snaps. And uh, I think it allows your guys to play at a higher level. You know, we're going to have a number of freshmen that are going to play significant roles uh, on our team this year. And I think it allows you to sit down and say, okay, look, you know, as you're recruiting somebody, just sit them down and say, look, the facts are the facts. We had, you know, 15 true freshmen play last year or whatever the number is. Um, and so I think that that helps – you know, convince young people that they're going to have an opportunity to play. And in today's college football landscape, you know, as I said earlier, I mean, you got to play everybody, especially if you think they can help you. And, you know, that freshman class is really good. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good football players in that group. Um, a lot of guys that are going to help us win a lot of football games and, you know, for a number of years. And so it's a great way to get them on the field, whether it's on special teams or whether it's on offense or defense. Um, you know, getting those guys experience makes a huge difference. And it's like anything else, it's motivating. You know, those guys can see, okay, look, I got a chance to play and they practice at a higher level and it just helps your overall morale, as you, as you said earlier. But, but um, I just have always believed, heck, if you're, if you're good enough to help somebody win, we're crazy not to figure out a role for you.
Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, you look at college football week one, you know, all you got to look at the games, you know, that were played this weekend. You look at East Carolina, you know, missed an extra point in a game winning field goal uh, against NC State. You look at obviously last night, LSU with the, you know, the blocked field goal, the blocked extra point, and the two fumbled punts. Um, you know, special teams early in the season, there's always big plays that kind of make or break um, games, you know, the first couple of weeks. And, and they do always, but they're magnified in week one, two, and three, really. Um, so I think for us, you know, having Darius make that play, I thought was a big confidence boost for us. You know, I think Colorado came out and they were playing really hard, really fast. They looked like a uh, you know, they were playing at a really high level and, uh, you, you got to give them credit for doing that. Uh, I thought they were prepared. Uh, they got us on our heels a little bit defensively because I don't know that we knew exactly what we were going to see. And so we were kind of adjusting as the game went along. Um, I thought coach Gillespie and his staff did a really good job of doing that. But, um, you know, I felt like at that point we were probably on our heels a little bit and then Darius makes a big play and, and. I think it changed our mindset to a degree, um, you know, and I think like anything else, you know, we, we felt like going into the ball game, we might have a speed advantage. Um, and I think that reinforced that for us and, and uh, you know, where we understood, hey, look, we got some guys that can make some plays and you know, let's just do a good job of getting them the ball and creating some space for him and let them do their thing. And so I thought he, that was obviously a big play. Thought we blocked it incredibly well, thought, uh, Chase Curtis and and Spivey both made really, really good plays there, smart plays, uh, where they could have blocked somebody in the back and elected to screen. Um, and again, showed some maturity. We showed a clip um, Thursday night at the hotel to our entire team about crackback blocking and uh, in that play in particular on a on a uh, on a punt return. And you know, I think those guys obviously paid attention and. Uh, it was exactly what we showed. Uh, we had two clips from previous years, uh, two Alabama games actually, where they blocked behind the play and got a 15-yard penalty for um, a blindside block and then uh, an example of screening. And both the guys did the example of screening and resulted in a big play for us. You know, really same thing as, same thing as last week. I mean, I think, you know, we, we, our our focus is always kind of on our performance in ourselves. Um, it won't change really no matter who we play. It's never going to be about our opponent. It's always going to be about us and trying to play to our standard, uh, regardless of who it is. Um, you know, it was we talked a lot about execution last week. And again, if you look at the second half, um, you know, we scored every possession except the one that we took a knee on to end the game. Uh, and, and really the only difference in the first half and the second half was just, it was execution and us doing our job. And so I think that's the big thing for us is we've got to, got to do a better job of doing that early in the ball game, got to start faster. Um, you know, our offense, when we get into a rhythm is always pretty good. I think the thing that we have to do is figure out how to get that first, first down. And then, uh, you know, typically once we do that, then it seems like we get settled in and get into a good rhythm and, and get rolling. So challenge this week is just going to be go out, execute, uh, move the ball. You know, we had seven penalties, uh, which is too many. We've got to cut our penalties down. Had one on special teams, and we got to eliminate that. And, uh, you know, just play a little bit cleaner than we did last week. I mean, I was happy we didn't turn the ball over. 
Uh, we had a bunch of opportunities defensively to get turnovers. You know, we had our hands on about half a dozen balls. Uh, we got the one turnover, but got a penalty um, on the interception. So we just got to clean up some things, you know, but I thought our effort was good. It was what you want. Um, you, you know, I, I think the, the normal thing that young people do sometimes just overlook uh, teams occasionally. And, you know, that's going to be the big thing for us is just learning how to not do that. Um, you know, I mean, we're going to obviously point out examples after example of, of FCS teams beating, um, you know, traditional powers and, and that type of thing. And you don't have to look too far around college football. I mean, it's easy to find those examples. Um, so you just want to make sure that the guys understand that and, and that they're, uh, you know, worried about themselves. And I think that's the, that's our focus. And it's always going to be our focus is to control what we can control. And that's, you know, how hard we play and, and uh, you know, how well we do our job. And as I said earlier, it doesn't matter if it's Tarleton or Alabama or whoever it is. Um, you know, and the good thing is we're going to put the Tarleton film on and they're going to see good players, you know, and I think that's the thing that is different. There's sometimes you play an opponent and you put the film on and, and they go, ooh, you know, and that's not going to be the case. I mean, Tarleton's got good football players, um, uh, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, obviously a, a heavily recruited and regarded quarterbacks and big receivers that can make contested plays you know, a group up front on both sides of the ball that's got size and strength, um, and then a bunch of guys on the back end that can run. So, you know, that's the good thing. They're going to they're gonna be able to see on film that this is a very good football team and guys that, that can run, and they're going to look, look at the success the program's had and, you know, and prepare themselves. And, again, that's – you would hope that they would do that regardless of who your opponent is. Um, but it certainly helps when, when the film, uh, you know – when they can identify that there is there are good players on this team. No, I don't think so. I think um, they might have been together at one point way back when, but it's it's a little bit different than Jolie's stuff. You know, he's more of a of a true three four, where Jolie's more kind of a three three stack. Um, a little more traditional on the back end. Uh, Carlton is in terms of what they play. Um, so you know enough stuff though to keep you off balance and, and when you play an odd like they do there's always you know you have to protect your edges as you go into the game from a protection standpoint and also a run game standpoint um, because you're going to see a lot of edge pressure and you got to be solid up front uh, you know when you see play a team like this because that's why a lot of people get into the odd stuff is just it, it allows you to do so many different things with the blitz game and so they'll have a great blitz package i'm sure i'm sure they'll bring a lot of pressure and so it's gonna be a big challenge challenge for our offensive line this week, identifying the front, communicating and, and making sure that, you know, we get the, you know, get the blitzes and the rushes and everything blocked right way and should be a challenging game also for, you know, our, our running backs and some of the things that they have from a blocking standpoint. And also really our quarterbacks just recognize the things of being able to get rid of the ball. He's a big, strong guy with a big arm, you know, and, and you can see why, uh, you know, he was recruited as an SEC quarterback. Uh, you know, can make the throws. I've just made some really impressive throws last week in the game. I mean, really throws a great deep ball. Um, you know, I thought he and the the receivers were on the same page with, um, you know, back shoulder throws and fade throws. And they have two big bodies out there at wide receiver that can run. And, and so you can tell that those guys are really operating at a really high level. It looked to me like ahead of schedule in terms of week one, where you would expect them to be in terms of going up and, 
you know, the quarterback giving receivers opportunities to make plays and the receivers making them. So they did that pretty consistently last week. And that's a, that'll be a big challenge for us. And when you have a quarterback that can do that, throw the fade that well, throw the stop route, throw the back shoulder fade, all the stuff that, that he did last week. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's can be very challenging. You know, we're going to focus on us, focus on us as a defense and, and just getting better. And, and obviously, we got to be better game two than we were game one. So that's our big focus right cool. now. Well, I think, you know, some of the big focuses, we had some opportunities to get off the field early. And, uh, you know, we actually, at the end of the day, we were pretty, pretty decent on third down, stuff like that. I think our bigger focus right now is winning on first and second down from a defensive standpoint. Uh, we're going to have to sit there and win in the early down so that we can get the, get them in the predictable situations. And so, you know, that's a, it's a learning experience for me. I think we know a whole lot more about our football team right now, especially us from a defensive standpoint than, than what we knew on this day last week. And so, uh, you know, right now we're just going to keep chipping away. There's little things to peck at, and we don't, we can't go out there and focus on the whole gamut of everything. And, and you know, what's the most controllable things right now? And let's get control of those and get better at them. And uh, so we got a lot of guys that uh, got a little bit of battle test in them. Uh, they're going to get more battle tested as we move on. And uh, you know, the big deal is right now we are getting a little bit thin at, at the linebacker spot we can move some we can shuffle some dominoes around a little bit if we need to and uh, but don't feel like we're there quite yet so the role of the linebackers in in this defense is is really what we're trying to simplify it for really the front three and then the next level three and and so you're talking about your d-line and your linebackers you got five dbs on the field so you want to make all your adjustments and things with them obviously there's adjustments and checks and things that we have to do uh with those three linebackers and, and d-line as well uh, but when you start playing hats down in the box and things of that nature you need to play fast and so we want to take a you know take a lot of thinking off of them and let them react and don't get paralyzed by analyzing things and so uh, you know, the biggest deal is pulling your trigger when you see it and make it very simple. If we can't make the play, then make it spill. We want it to bounce to the perimeter to get to those DBs and things of that nature. And so that's kind of a little bit of what we were seeing the other night when it would bounce for us. I thought as a whole, they did a really good job. You know, especially when you're sitting there running an odd front, you're going to have to rotate quite a few. And, uh, you know, we're a little bit different than what we looked in the spring. And and thank goodness. And, and so I thought there was a lot of guys that stood out, Tom and Mitchell. You know, he was a guy that really stood out to me through the course of the game uh, and, and obviously after, you know, getting to watch it after the game and, and kind of see what type of play that I really hadn't gotten to see out of him, you know, through fall camp. And uh, but you can tell that he's had a lot of good experience. Well, you know, they got a lot of guys returning, all but one right now. And so I think as, as a whole, as a unit, they work very well together. And, uh, you know, they had the big quarterback from last year that they did a very good job with and, and all of those guys being there. Now here they are. Uh, they got one transfer in uh, from ULM uh, playing right guard for them. Uh, the rest of them are there. And that really helps that guy right there because they can really lead him and help him and, and carry him on and, and kind of put him on their shoulders. And so, you know, the biggest deal for them, I think, is, is just how they work so well as a unit and uh, from the run game, pass game, both standpoint. Obviously, Bo, Bo is a heck of a quarterback. And, uh, you know, remember him in high school and, and all those things. And so uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get tested for sure. Yeah, they got a lot of length out at wide receiver. They got a, you know, they got a guy or two that can take the top off if they need to, and then and then they've got some, you know, extraordinary length. You know, they got one that's, you know, standing about six six right now that they're going to throw up the fade ball to. You kind of get to see some of them on uh, ESPN top ten. 
Well, I think that's the that's the biggest thing that we have control of. Uh, you know, I can't control what Tarleton's doing, not doing, and and uh, you know what they're going to bring or not bring. Obviously, they played one game, we played one game. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what we're doing, and we're still trying to figure out a little bit about what they're doing. But at the end of the day, you know, we're going to come out and we're going to see a few things that are different. Biggest thing that we have control of is what we do and how we play the game. And so we go out and we play our style of football and and everything. Then then we should be able to. Go and take care of business and that's that's our full intention and plan no absolutely not i mean you go on to the next game i think the biggest focus is going to be on us and and then you go to the next game after that you know somewhere down the road we're going to play the big 12 champs you know defending champs i think the biggest focus there is going to be what do we do and uh you know because we can't control what they do and so we've got to go and control what we do and focus on us Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was just sitting there talking the other day, uh, you know, to some of the guys, Malcolm and Kelly and Paul Gonzalez and those guys that have been there, been here for a minute and just said, hey, tell me what I can expect. I want to know what it's like. You know, I'm excited to see the environment and, and to get out there and, and uh, you know, be at home for, for once here. Yeah, I mean, we had, I think, 18 plays total in the, uh, in the first half. So that alone is kind of uncharacteristic. Um, yeah, just some things where we self-inflicted things, some routine plays that we just didn't make, you know. And so some of it was jitters, some of it was out of our control a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to shake that off quicker. And we've got to kind of come out of that lull a little bit sooner than we did. And so that's the thing that we got to harp on with our guys is you just got to get back on schedule and make the routine plays and just do what you've been doing all along, nothing more, nothing less. And we just didn't do that very well in the first half. Yeah, I mean, those guys, uh, Coach Nix, their defensive coordinator, has been around for a long time. He's been really productive pretty much everywhere he's been. I think he does a great job, he and his staff, and and uh, they're going to present some challenges to us for sure. You know, I think for us it's kind of the same old deal, but we, we've got to – and it was like this last week, it's like this going into Tarleton. Um, you know, we just got to take care of our own stuff there early. We do that, Yeah, I, I think we'll be – be in shape to kind of get off to a good start, be able to make routine plays. But at the end of the day, that that's what we have to focus on is not as much them. It's got to be all about us. OK, and that's why I keep kind of talking about that. That was the tale of two teams that you saw last week. Um, didn't do that very well in the first half, did it pretty well in the second half. Yeah, I mean, no, we're going to always do what we do. But yeah, I mean, they're they they have a little bit different style than we've seen in a while. But, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's it's be sound schematically, let those players really play fast and confidently. But uh, in terms of stand-up guys and all that, it's not like that just presents, um, you know, a change for us uh, holistically, offensively. Yeah, so far, yeah, I think 18. Yeah, they're Mike Linebacker. I think flies around. It's a good player. Really, all all defense, you know. I mean, they played one game, but I thought they really fly around. I think in the secondary, they throw their bodies in there and run support, those safeties. I think corners are aggressive. I mean, they, you just tell – Coach Nix and his staff, they're, they're preaching aggressive, play fast, and I thought they certainly did there in that game one. Yep. A little bit. You know, I mean, that's what we saw for the most part in the first half, too. Um, just weren't able to really kind of get going like we saw. But, yeah, I mean, they gave us some light boxes, and, and we tried to make them pay, and at times we did, um, which is what we have to do. And, um, you know, I thought in the run game when, when Max did come in, had a big run there to start the fourth quarter, you know, I thought he did a great job coming off the bench and, and just kind of giving us a, a jolt and keeping us going there in the second half and not really missing a beat. So I was really proud of him for that. Yeah, as much as we can. You know, we feel like we got, um, you know, a pretty deep room. And especially early in the season, you want to see what those guys can do in game, you know, and, and truly see 
kind of what your depth's going to be like. So, yeah, that's the plan here early in the season. We definitely want to roll those guys as much as possible. That's going to help us throughout the season just to to keep them healthy and, and just remain deep in that room, um, which is hard to do in college football. So, yeah, I kind of went into it at that position in particular where we wanted to roll guys pretty good. It's kind of that same same message every week, man. We, we've got to be so jacked up and fired up to play. We don't care who it is. And, I mean, it truly has to be that if you want to be a championship caliber team. I mean, you just have to have that mentality. We've been talking about that ever since we've gotten here, really. And I think that's something from a mentality standpoint that, that we're going to do, that we're, we're going to need to do. So, yeah, I mean, it's an emphasis. It's going to be the same for them as it is for opponents here in Big 12. You know, we got to approach it that way. And I think the good thing is we have a mature group. I really believe that. You know, I mean, it took maturity the other night to kind of do what we did and overcome some things that happened early in the game. Um, we have leadership and we have maturity on our team, I believe. And so that, that's what they have to get done. There you have it. Insight from the Horned Frogs as they get ready for the Tarleton Texans. 7 o'clock kick for that one. Weather's going to be perfect, folks. First home game of the Sunny Dykes era. We look forward to seeing you all out there for that matchup. The Horned Frogs and the Texans Saturday night. Now, tomorrow, we'll take a little uh, more in-depth look at this matchup. Got a couple of experts going to stop by for us. Got our roundtable that'll be here uh, as well. And we'll start to uh, give you some prediction as to what might happen on Saturday night. And then Friday night, of course, Lot 12 live at 7 o'clock. We'd love to see you out there for this one. Basketball reunion. A lot of former men's basketball players will be in town with Jamie Dixon. That's at Lot 12, Friday night at 7. We'll be live here on Frogs Today. Until we see you tomorrow, have yourself a great night. Thanks for joining us. Frogs Today is brought to you by The Flying Tea Club, supporting TCU student-athletes, and by Richard's Rainwater. Say hello to the water of tomorrow. Frogs Today is a production of Roxo Media House. Roxo Media House.